I saw a wave, a dark wave, come over our nation. And it's not just the election, of course. But this program is going to be all in the name Rigged. Because when I and we formed Rigged, it was because of the financial system. But Rigged is now becoming common in America. It's all rigged. In a rigged system. in our culture. Today we're going to discuss a, uh, we, you hear the term new world order, but today we're going to talk about a new world of disorder because the new world order idea first is going to bring unbelievable chaos and disorder. And it's in that, that they're going to try to create a new world order. And it's interesting because on one end you have the West trying to usher this in. I believe China is playing both sides of the fence. I think China is cozying right up with Russia and all their partners in the BRICS. And at the same time, um, helping the West facilitate this new Fourth Reich, I call it, which will be a new national socialist order. Basically, it'll be communists. We'll be in a slave state, digital ID, digital currency, food controlled, uh, like we talked about last week. If you didn't hear last week's, I would go there um, and, and listen to the podcast War on Farmers because this is all legitimate. And I should caveat, I know people say this to me all the time and I get it. You know, I, I really hammer um, the whole idea of uh, they're doing the war on farming because they say it's for the climate change. And honestly, you know, the climate activists have been wrong for the last 40 years. Every prediction they made, they've always been wrong. I always thought it was a big, absolute joke. I think the whole climate idea is a joke. I know for a fact that in science, uh, a volcano erupting puts more into the atmosphere than anything humans will do in decades. But But I do also acknowledge that we do have to be environmentally conscious. I'm a fan of not letting corporations pollute the river systems and the groundwater. I understand clean air to some extent. Big, Yeah, of course. And I'm not going electric car so they can control me and turn me off with a kill switch. No, thank you. Or have some kind of EMP and then I'm stuck somewhere. Uh, no, thank you. I'll take my gasoline engine all day long or actually diesel. And I don't care about the price. But there is a world of disorder coming because the, the West in order to achieve the Great Reset, are going to need that. Now, what was kind of funny, um, there, there's a great piece authored by Egon von Gieres, uh from goldswitzerland.com. He, he is a, just a brilliant guy, um, very, very successful. Um, but he, he had this quote, which I thought was really funny, about um, Sloppy Joe uh, giving a recent speech. And he said that there's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. And we got to unite the rest of the world in doing it. And that's kind of comical because he was he was kind of misspeaking because there's actually going to be a new world disorder. And we're going to want to lead it. You see, what they're trying to create here is this chaos. And the chaos is very clearly spelled out in the actions of these leaders. And I don't believe many of these leaders right now are are conscious of, of what they're doing. I think they're real puppets. They're, they're placed there. I mean, all of them, Trudeau, Macron, Schultz, Germany, all of them by sloppy Joe. You kidding me? He doesn't even know what day it is. 
they're just puppets to what they're trying to do here, and they're just taking orders. But the but unfortunately, the world has heard many times U.S. presidents say uh, about the new world order, but they don't really have a clue that the the concept of empire, the United States empire, it's collapsing all around them. American empire is not what we not what they try to make you think. We're not this great empire anymore. Yeah, we definitely have the the best you know military. Although they're going so woke, I'm not sure how effective they'll be. We have pretty good weapon systems, but so do the Russians. But otherwise, we're not what people think. You know, they give these speeches like we're these this conquering empire. We're just not this empire like we used to be. I mean, regrettably for for sloppy Joe, the U.S. is not an empire at all. We are a bankrupt nation without leadership. And even worse, the United States has just in a final act of desperation, not just really shot itself in the foot, but put a bullseye right between the eyes and the head. That's kind of what we're doing right now. And then they want to pass a reconciliation bill that they say is going to fight inflation. It's going to do nothing but harm the most vulnerable of our society. It is going to cause so much more inflation. It is a really bad bill. And the Democrat senators are all being bribed to pass it. It's astounding to me that they're doing this in reconciliation and bypassing the, the 60 vote rule in the Senate. But let alone they're going to double the IRS. They're going to go after every small business person. It's just going to be absolutely horrendous what they're going to do. It's going to be worse than Nazi Germany. But really, most of these world leaders... You know, they understand the consequences of their actions, uh, but not Biden, for sure. See, we're experiencing the end. We've talked about this often, the end of an economic era. This is over, folks. Now, it doesn't have to be bad for we, the people, if we set ourselves up properly, hence gold and silver. Why well, I'd go to cornerstoneassetmetals.com. But if you study history and the Romans and the Greeks, all the great empires, those that were properly positioned at the fall of an empire were the wealth of the next generation and why it's so vital that we pay attention to that because we're going to be a part of it. But we're not the empire people think it is. We're bankrupt, literally. And I'm not so sure, well, I know we can't get out of it. They, they can try to raise taxes all they want. It won't matter because they keep spending it. But we're getting leaders we deserve. And all these leaders around the world right now are all the puppets that are going to take us right into the Armageddon. So the world is not really in this orderly fashion going into this thing. It's a disorder. It's chaos. This is the final battle. It's going to be a battle that is totally with total incompetent leaders. And we're all going to lose if we don't start rising up and saying no. Support the, the Dutch farmers, the Canadian truckers. The people need to stand up and say no to this leadership because the route to Armageddon will be disastrous for the world. I mean, these leaders will take calamitous action. They're going to make things so worse in each country. They're going to make the problems. Look at Germany right now. How much torture they're putting on their people just because they wanted to sanction Russia. And the Rhine River. I used to live there for a few years when I was in the army. 
the Rhine River is drying up and you can't even get barges up and down. I mean, Germany's in deep trouble and they are the economic engine of Europe. But this is what it's all about. This is the world is at the the, the whole, I guess you could say the level of, of debts and deficits, currency debasement, and which we all know is, is not good in the spirit side of it is decadence. We just can't keep doing this. The consequences are always predictable based on history because history will tell you. The problem is most of our leadership around the world, they have no concept or not being a student of history. That's why we're such a mess and why we're going down the wrong rabbit hole. We have issues of inflation, hyperinflation, debt collapse, asset collapse, leading to economic misery and deflationary depression. All hell will break loose for humanity if we do not stop this from taking place. I believe the Russian invasion is just the beginning. We're going to see wars, cyber wars, civil and even major military wars. Mankind has really, I mean, since really World War II probably, has really never had longer period stay away from wars as we have. I mean, there's obviously skirmishes. But in periods of economic depression and high debts is when it takes place. Wars are really a, a wonderful excuse for poor leaders both to print a lot of money as we're seeing and blame the misery on the people. You know, it's incredible how, how we, they deal with this, but Western um, media, especially they become such propagandists. All they're doing is blaming Putin for this. And it has not, it, Putin wasn't the one doing it. It was the Ukrainians that launched the missiles on the Russians. They were killing the Russians first we were flying B-52 bombers. We were arming the Ukrainian. We picked the fight. I actually get Putin a lot of credit for standing up and saying no. Obviously, war is terrible. I'm an Army War veteran. I get it. I've had a lot of friends deal with a lot of things from war. Whoever starts them, though, and think about this, the history of the world is very much based on war. An empire building, whether we talk about the Persians or the Romans, Mongols, Ottomans, Russians, or even the British Empire. I mean, the U.S. never really created an empire, but unprovoked attacks. We didn't, we didn't go around building the empire per se. We basically think about this. We, we went through and did unprovoked attacks on th- places like Vietnam, Iraq, Libya, and Syria where we killed over 300,000 civilians and we did it. The U S did it yet. The whole Western world considers Putin to be a war criminal. We've not heard similar attacks on the U S or the United kingdom or the French leaders. And they were involved in the, the, the recent wars that I just mentioned and they were all unprovoked. Now they'll say it was a war on terrorism, but okay. If you don't even want to take sides, why should we have different rules or laws for different war criminals? There is clearly not a level playing field here. You cannot approach Putin the way they're doing it. It is a huge and grave error that the West is doing, specifically the United States. 
This is a continuation of what Obama and Biden did in 2014. Any intelligent Western leader could have predicted Russia's actions. But this goes back to the maiden revolution in Ukraine in 2014, and that was Biden and Obama and the Western intelligence agencies overthrowing that government. They led a coup, and they ousted an elected Ukrainian leader that happened to be friendly to Russia, and then they installed a puppet regime. And then they brought in the neo-Nazis. That's not good. Let's think of history for a moment. Who's last time that someone invaded Russia? Yeah, the Nazis, the Germans. They killed tens of millions of Russians. And you think they're just going to sit by? This coup that they did, combined with NATO members surrounding Russia, was a clear threat to Russia. That Putin's reaction was obvious. They knew he would react. I contended for two, three years they were trying to do this. And they want to go to war. You're cornering a Russian bear. That's not good. And that is dangerous. But a strong leader, I think, like President Trump, would have avoided this. It never would have allowed this to happen. Putin was giving warnings. He said, if we just don't expand, if we don't do this, we don't do that, everything will be fine. And we told him basically to shut up. And we forced his hand. Very dangerous. Now, it's winding down, it seems like, to some extent. So I'm not sure how they're going to handle this because they need more action out of this. They were hoping for, for Russia to overreact, but they're not. They're as patient as I've ever seen. They're not even bombing or blowing up things that they could be. If they were really invading, they would destroy communications. They'd go after the water. Heck, I'd be bombing the presidential palace. I'd taken Zelensky out, but they don't. They're very measured here, and I think the West is perplexed because they really screwed up doing this. The current situation has been engineered by some saying, and this is kind of my opinion, by the U.S. neocons. They wanted this war with Russia. I contend that if, if President Trump didn't get in, that was going to be Hillary's first task was to go to war with Russia. That was going to be exact. I just, I've been tracking it for too long. And you could just tell by their behavior what they needed. They needed to blame the collapse of the system on somebody, and they wanted to blame it on Putin. So you just go back to the Roman Empire. They prospered for centuries due to free trade within and outside of the territory. Yet we sanction a country like Russia, which has the world's greatest natural resources upwards to the tune of $75 trillion. That's utter madness. All you got to do is look at Europe and Germany to, to know that. Even worse, these sanctions, the country supplies the energy of is almost obvious. Some of the countries in Europe, it's literally 100% come from Russia. The, I mean, this is not just shooting yourself in the foot, mind you, Right. That's blowing your head off. And the Germans are feeling the pain and they don't care. This is like a global monetary inferno of nuclear proportions that they created. That's the part that irritates me. I love America and I want to be victorious and I want to be the best. But we are the ones creating the suffering around the world. We did it. And NATO followed foot. But we did it. 
I mean, this is not just energy and food shortages here. There's going to be a massive decline in world trade, as well as, you know, the GDPs of all these countries. I mean, you just talked to, there was a quote, the CEO of BASF, um, they're the world's largest chemical producer. They, he just recently said that cutting off energy from Russia will spiral Germany into its most catastrophic economic crisis going back to the end of World War II. But this shouldn't be a surprise of anyone who studies history. I've been tracking this stuff for probably six, seven years. I was screaming, here it comes, here it comes. And lo and behold, it showed up. I've been saying it on my TV show forever. You see, we are at the end of a major economic cycle. And when that happens, typically countries get these abysmal leaders they deserve. And these leaders are going to show a total lack of both intelligence and statesmanship. President Trump was a phenomenal uh, person for that. Unfortunately, too many traitors on one side and too many enemies on the other in this country. There's not one leader capable of negotiating with Putin right now. Maybe Erdogan in Turkey might be the only one he will even talk to right now. It's pretty incredible. We don't have anybody leading this country. I'm not so sure. Actually, well, we all know it's Obama through Susan Rice, right to the, the Biden, right? I mean, Biden is so much on just so many drugs. It's incredible. And then, you know, Schultz, you know, from Germany, he comes in and then all of a sudden realizes that 55% of his gas comes from Russia. Oops, that didn't work out too well. Germany clearly never learned this expression. It's kind of funny when you think about it. Don't bite off the hand that feeds you, duh. I mean, come on. But that's how evil this is. They're willing to torture their population for this global Great Reset agenda. See, the U.S. used to be a financial empire, but sadly, our country is on the road to total perdition. Think about these numbers. We are no longer an economic or moral leader of this world. Definitely not moral, for sure. I mean, all we care about is transgender promotion and in in abusing children. That's weird. It, well, not weird. It's evil. It's mullock. Sacrificing a mullock and bail. But the federal debt and deficit grows every year since 1930, with just a handful of exceptions. Since 1971, the federal debt is up 60 times from $500 billion to $30 trillion. Our total country debt is up 53 times since 1971 to $90 trillion and rapidly rising because they're not telling you about the unfunded liabilities. Yet our GDP is up only 22 times. Think about that. If you see the chart that I'm looking at, the road to perdition, it's incredible. How much debt we've taken on to where we've grown as a nation in GDP. It's actually astounding that the rest of the world even accepts us dictating to them. I mean, why are they even listening to us? If you think about it, we're a country... That is basically in more debt than any other nation in the history of the world. The only reason we're generating growth, it's false because we're printing endless amounts of worthless currency. 
And before the 1970s, the U.S. had a strong economy with a res- you know, respected currency. And we had gold backing it up. But since that point, when Nixon closed the gold window in 1971, the U.S. has been on a slippery slope. Debt has been exploding and the currency has collapsed. You know that the dollar has lost 88 percent in real terms since 1999, 98 percent since 1971. The dollar's fall to zero is absolutely guaranteed since basically all currencies without exception, have become extinct throughout history. And this is going to be no different. I'm just telling people that this just happens to be the time. It just so happens to be a time and season. I'm not afraid. For I, the Lord God, said, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And that power is dunamis power, supernatural miracle power that raised Christ from the dead. So I don't have fear in this. But I know our country, our, our dollar is going to zero. I mean, think about Tricky Dick Nixon did. I mean, he lied so hard to us and we were distracted by Vietnam and we didn't, we didn't pay attention to it. But Nixon had no understanding what happened to money when debt backs the currency rather than gold. Or he just lied, which could be both. Regardless, he orchestrated the dollar's collapse. 98% remaining couple of percentage lost down to 100% happening in the next handful of years. I mean, our country's done. I'm not country, but our dollar is done. Now, this is too alarming. It's happened before. We were broke before the Great Depression, and then we got all the world's gold in World War II, and then we go to war, and, you know, but right now, our dollar's done. This dollar is going down. Biden with his current disastrous policies and actions, created the perfect climate for achieving the final 2% collapse of the dollar. And then they want to do a reconciliation bill for another $800 billion, which is a Green New Deal, which destroys everything we know, doubles the IRS capacity to destroy and audit every small business out there. They say it's only going to raise taxes for the rich. That is a total lie. It's going to raise taxes on every single person in this country. If you're in Arizona, you better call up your senator and say no way. And if you're in West Virginia, you better harass them and say you better change your mind because this is bad, bad idea. The inflation is going to be insane. They say it's an inflation act. It's going to help. That's a total, total lie. By demonstrating to the world that the central banks, that the U.S. can freeze. Think about this, because this is the sanctions that we put on. That we can actually freeze any country's foreign exchange reserves held outside their country. The world financial system and the central bankers have learned a lesson, and they're permanently changing the way they do business. That's why the BRICS has come up with a new reserve currency idea, and many of our allies are wanting to join into it. No sane country will ever hold their reserves in U.S. dollars or other currencies at a bank that the U.S. government can control directly or indirectly. Remember, we can put sanctions on people if it's part of SWIFT. There are institutions right now freezing people's bank accounts if they don't like what you're doing with your money. I've had reports of people trying to take five, eight hundred thousand dollars out of like a USB account 
they froze the account so they can evaluate if you're making the proper decision with your money. Thanks, mom and dad. Appreciate that one. Because, see, if you try to take $800,000 out of a bank or a financial institution, they've got to somehow reconcile the books on like $25 million. That's how leveraged they are. That's how insolvent our system is. Countries are never going to trust the SWIFT system that we control again. Because the U.S. can unilaterally manipulate it as we did with the French bank. And then we turn around because they were doing business with Iran. We find them $5 billion. And then we turned around and then gave all that money to Iran. Obama did. I mean, you talk about hypocrisy. If I was at French bank, I just would have flipped out. But the flight for the, from the U.S. dollar is not going to happen overnight. But I really do believe it's going to happen so much faster than people ever imagined. I've had people say, oh, it's going to take 20 years. I said, you're going to be in for a big surprise. I think it's happening within the next two years. That's why I think it's so vital that we have gold and silver. No one's going to ever, no central bank person is going to, well, unless they're being told by the, you know, Bank of International Settlements, but they're not going to hand over Forex reserves to the U.S. We're a bankrupt nation. We have a collapsing currency and we confiscate the, the currencies of other countries' reserves. And it was all because we say Putin bad. We're the ones that started it. Who would even buy U.S. treasuries right now? We have like a $3 trillion deficit in rising. We have to print treasuries. You should see the funny math going behind that one. Oh, my gosh. It's not good. But who would buy them? I mean, investors would not only lose their investment on the falling value of the dollar, but they're also going to lose. See, that's the problem with the treasury. The dollar is going to be collapsing. And you want to own the bonds to that? I've dealt with older people that are in 70, 80% bonds. I said, well, if you're muni bonds, that's one thing because they can tax the community. But U.S. treasuries? No way. And if you think you're in your money market and you're safe, you're not because money markets are now U.S. treasuries. They just don't tell you that. It's in the fine print. But who would do that? Because you have a falling value of a dollar and the U.S. is a dodgy debtor, which could easily default by debasing the currency, which we're doing now. They want to think about 700 billion. Remember, they did 1.9 trillion as soon as Sloppy Joe came into office. And now they want to do another 700 billion, all this Green New Deal stuff. Now, they have fancy names for it, but believe me, it's money laundering. Our currency is going to zero, and they can extinguish the debt at that point. You see, Russia saw this coming years ago. That's why they liquidated all their U.S. treasuries, and then they wisely bought gold. U.S. debt is now entering the past the parcel game with no investors wanting to be left holding the parcel. Think about that one. The consequences are U.S. friends' consequences. Do you now see that the government has not just shot ourselves in the foot, but directly in the head? I mean, this is, and it's, so you have to claim, well, are they just dumb or is it done on purpose? And I just contend it's on purpose. I think this is where the Council of Foreign Relations are controlling the narrative and they want to bring us into the one world order. You see the collateral damage that is done here 
it's leading to a distrust not only in the United States, but in all government, in all currencies. And that's the seventh stage of a collapsing empire, which I contend we're not one anymore anyway. Globalism is now going to turn into isolationism. And the obvious consequence to everything we're talking about here is a flight to commodities, especially gold and silver, held in a very safe place. This isn't a global new world order. It is going to be a massive global chaotic disorder before they can achieve that. And if we the people don't stand up and just say no and bring us back to constitutional patriotic value, we're in deep trouble. So until next time, God bless each and one of you. With record money printing, wild fluctuations in the stock market, and our devalued currency, only one easily accessible investment has stood the test of time, and that is precious metals. Precious metals, such as physical silver and gold, are a store of value, provide stability for your portfolio, and are the most widely accepted hedge against inflation and market volatility. Fortunes of incalculable wealth have been built throughout history through ownership of these wonderful metals and smart investors still rely on the dependability of silver and gold to protect and preserve their hard-earned wealth and prosper in times of economic uncertainty. Call Cornerstone Asset Metals today at 888-747-3309 to protect, preserve and prosper with silver and gold. Call 888 888- 747-3309 or visit cornerstoneassetmetals.com.